Welcome to The Irony of Beauty, a fortnightly podcast hosted by skincare experts Fiona and Rose. They love a good chat and sometimes a heated debate about all things skin and nutrition, calling out scaremongering, misinformation and misleading marketing in an ever-confusing world of beauty and wellness. Please note, the information provided is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace qualified medical advice. So today, Rose, we are talking about essential fatty acids and omegas. And I know that you are the omega queen because you just (laughs) sell them like there's no tomorrow. And I know you get all of your clients on omegas. Um, For me, omegas, I really think are one of the secret weapons to sort of radiant, healthy, glowing skin. So I'm a huge fan, obviously, because I I make them. Um, But there's also a lot of misinformation about omegas, particularly, you know, omega-3 versus omega-6. And omega-6, a lot of people are sort of scared of it. So I think it's really important today that we we cover all of that um, and really go through what it's all about, you know, all the different types of omegas and and how they work. So let's get into it. Why is it that you love omegas so much? Because I know you do. I love omegas. um, And this is one of my favourite topics to talk about when it comes to skin health, because they're such a a mandatory in supporting the skin integrity, the skin structure, skin elasticity, hydration, Um, You know, there's so many benefits. It's not just the skin, you know, with the megas, we're looking at overall general health. So I can't wait to get further into this conversation. You know, we're really giving clients a lot of um, practical advice. You know, we're taking away all of that misleading information when it comes to omegas. And, you know, let's face it, I don't think we really do get enough from our diet. I think we do need to supplement. And there's a huge difference that I see in clients' skin when we start to supplement that's why I love them so much. And I know you can tell by the orders that I put in <laughs> that I use them all the time. And I remember um, when I came to Adelaide last year and I was like, oh, my God, like everyone here has got like perfect glowing skin. <laughs> and I was like, wow, their skin's glowing. So, um, yeah, definitely it's working. I always say, you know, if you are taking the supplements, you need to give it a good, you know, minimum six weeks, but usually I say three, three months. It can be sort of three to nine months, depending on how um, how little they're getting in the diet, if you, if you see what I mean. So um, you do need to give it time because we are working at a cellular level. But you're right, most of us aren't getting enough omegas in the diet. And when we're not getting enough omegas, that's going to affect our skin but also our general health and well-being and I don't think people realize exactly what omegas do and there's all different types and we will get into that um but in general you know if we're not getting enough essential fatty acids in the diet that's going to affect us on so many levels you know not having enough omega-3 can affect our, our gut health in a negative way, um, we can start to see, and with all the omegas, omega-3 and 6, because they work together, you know, we can start to see dry skin, um, flaky skin, loss of elasticity, premature aging. It can affect the wound healing process. We can see, um, you know, breakouts in the skin, brittle nails, dry hair, and that's not to mention the other health benefits like supporting hormone function, really important, brain health, brain clarity, anxiety, depression, insulin resistance, blood pressure, um, 
all of these things, pretty much everything is affected by amigas. And that's because they work literally at a cellular level. And so for me, you know, it really is important when we're looking at skin, looking at somebody's diet first and foremost, and if they're not getting enough, then that is when we would be potentially looking at supplementing. Yeah, and there's there's so much focus on omega-3s, isn't there, Fiona? You know, we always talk about omega-3, but omega-6 is just as important. How do we know if we're getting enough? Like, What's the ratio? What types of foods should we really be looking at to incorporate in our diet to get enough? I always say, you know, everyone gets caught up in the ratio and I say don't worry about the ratio too much because um, it's really hard to monitor, you know, and so people sort of talk about the ratio and then it doesn't really mean very much in everyday living. How do you know? So really the the thing is with omega-3s, we tend to be lower in omega-3s in the diet and they really come from things like flax seeds, walnuts, we can get them from plant sources, and that, that's the form of linolenic acid that is what we consider an essential fatty acid, meaning the body cannot manufacture it. We have to get it through the diet. Um, that can then convert it to another type of omega-3, the EPA, the DHA, which is so important for our health and well-being. However, that conversion process is very poor. And EPA and DHA is really predominantly from things like oily fish. You can get it in seaweed and algae, but let's face it, most people don't eat enough of that. So if you're not eating enough oily fish, and we really need to be eating two to three times a week, you know, of oily fish, if we're not getting that, it's likely we're not getting enough omega-3 in the diet. Also, combining that with things like a diet that's high in stress, um, certain genetics that can affect how we process omegas, if the diet is low in omega-3 or if we're low in nutrients such as magnesium, vitamin B6, zinc, even vitamin C, these are all nutrients that are required for what we call the desaturase enzyme to convert or have that conversion process into the um, the EPA and the DHA. So if you've got a diet high in ultra-processed foods, that's going to affect our omega status. So most people don't get enough omega-3 in the diet. Combine that with getting too much ultra-processed food um, and a diet that may be rich in things like animal products, which is high in the arachnidonic acid type of omega-6, we then start to get this ratio of too much omega-6 and not enough omega-3. And that is thought to then take us more into a pro-inflammatory state. What I think is important, Rose, though, is to understand that the essential fatty acids, omega-6 and omega-3, so the linoleic plant-based Omega-6 is an essential fatty acid that then converts to other forms of omega-6. Again, you know, we need to be getting linoleic omega-6 and omega-3 linolenic in the diet. Otherwise, um, you know, we we will affect our health and well-being. So we must be getting it through the diet, and that is primarily through plant sources. So omega-6 is through things like your nuts and your seeds, um, avocados and you know they're considered 
your good fats, and we need to be getting those. They're working together. Omega-3 and omega-6 work together, and they create these hormone-like chemical messengers that are responsible for all of these bodily functions, things like regulating um, blood pressure, um, helping with oxygen transport into and out of the cell, um, helping with things like the nervous system, pain, inflammation, wound healing. So they're really important nutrients. Um, but their main primary function is really to maintain a healthy cell membrane. And that healthy cell membrane is crucial because if it's not healthy, it's going to affect the quality of what goes into the cell and what goes out of the cell. And also the cell membrane isn't just the cell membrane of, you know, skin cells, it's every cell in the body and also the cell membrane of every organelle. So if that's working healthily, that's going to help our cellular metabolism as well. If it's not, then that's when everything starts to slow down and we get sort of misinformation and waste and toxin build up in the cells and um, everything goes away, basically. So we need a, a good ratio of omegas in the diet. It's thought to be sort of three to one, you know, omega-6 to omega-3. Some people even say um, two to one. I've even heard some people say one to one. But basically at the moment we're having – most people seem to be having more omega-6 in the diet and not enough omega-3. And so we need to up the omega-3. But also we need to up the good quality omega-6 because let's face it, most people don't eat enough fresh nuts, seeds and you know things like avocado. They're just eating a lot of ultra-processed food and animal products. So the quality of omega-6 that they're getting um, isn't the anti-inflammatory form of omega-6. So I'm about, as you know, having that whole food diet that is rich in plant-based foods, getting the good fats in and minimizing these ultra-processed foods that, yes, probably have got omega-6, but is that omega-6 in um, that anti-inflammatory form or is it full of sort of plant and seed oils that may, if not stored correctly, be oxidized? Or is it in combination with things like your high sugar, high refined carbohydrates, saturated fats? And so we're not getting the quality omega-6 um, that is so important. So I think that's a really important thing to understand. And also, Different types of omega-6 have got different functions in the body and people don't realise that. They just sort of group omega-6 as inflammatory and it's not. Yeah, that's really good information. You know, I can always tell um, if a client is taking omegas, um, their skin is in a completely different place. Um, there's a lot more hydration. It's bouncier. It's a, you know, the elasticity is great. They respond really well to procedures and treatments. You know, the wound healing is in a very good place. And for clients that have consistently taken omegas, their skin becomes, it almost looks a little bit like velvet. It's that beautiful, smooth, you know, really strong, dense skin. It's just such a lovely look to it. It just looks really healthy. You know, for me, they're a mandatory um, when I'm working in clinic for clients. That's one of the first things that I give them 
to take home for all those reasons we've just talked about. You know, we would never really know that we're getting enough, although we're giving advice on, on the foods to eat to support skin health and what's essential in our diet, you know, for our gut health and our skin health connection. But taking the supplements, I think, just adds so much more to what we're looking for in creating a healthy, glowing skin. And I know with yours, there's a couple of really good ingredients that you've added in. Um, you know, the seed buckthorn, astrazanthin, have I said that correctly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go into that. Definitely. Look, I think the, the thing to understand with omega-3 and omega-6 is that they work together. Omega-3 is, you know, really good for helping with a healthy cell membrane um, and cellular function. We know it's also great things like cardiovascular health and brain health, et cetera. Um, But when it comes to skin, um, its main function in the skin, yes, it helps with healthy cell membranes, but it also um, is known for its anti-inflammatory benefits. Um, When it comes to skin, Omega-6 is really important. It's actually the main omega in the skin, and people don't realize that. So the linoleic, um, which is your plant source omega-6, and that's um, we get that in the, the Vitacell products from the sebacthorn, that is really important for healthy sebum quality. And, in fact, some studies show that in acne, in an acne skin, in the sebum in acne, it's lacking in linoleic acid. And it's actually an anti-inflammatory fatty acid. So people get confused thinking omega-6 is inflammatory. There are different types of omega-6. The linoleic is anti-inflammatory, as is the GLA, the gamma-linolenic acid, Um, which you often find in things like evening primrose oil. It's also in seed buckthorn oil, which is the one that we use in Vitasol. And that's known, again, for its anti-inflammatory benefits, and it's often um, used in supplements for skin. In fact, any Amiga supplement that is specifically designed for skin, you will always see either something like um, borage oil, see buckthorn oil, or you will see evening primrose oil because it's got those important um, Amigas. And they are important for things like ceramide production. And we know ceramide production helps with a healthy skin barrier. So your and plant source sort of omega-6s will help with ceramide production, healthy skin barrier, and healthy sebum quality. And they'll also have an anti-inflammatory benefit. And so with the Vitasol one, we we actually mix the omega-3, which is from a wild-caught fish oil, the EPA DHA, which is your anti-inflammatory, with your C-buckthorn, which has got all a whole array of nutrients. It's also omega-7. And omega-7 is quite a unique omega in the fact that um, it's very good for things like skin rejuvenation, skin elasticity. So we mix that together because obviously it's designed for skin, not just general health and well-being, which it will support as well. Um, the other thing as well, astaxanthin that you mentioned, Rose, you know, I encourage everyone to do some research on astaxanthin. It is a red algae. It's actually what salmon, wild salmon will eat and it's what makes them the skin pink or red and it's what makes flamingos pink and it's thought to be what gives the salmon strength to swim up skin uh, upstream. 
against the current. Now, astaxanthin is an incredible, what we call carotenoid, and we know carotenoids are fantastic for the skin. Um, it is a very potent antioxidant, thought to be 100 times more potent than vitamin E and a very powerful anti-inflammatory. Um, astaxanthin has got incredible studies behind it. And, you know, pretty much anything you look up, look up astaxanthin and there's probably some study on it for treating all sorts of different things. Um, I'm looking at it for skin benefits because it's very unique in the fact that out of all the antioxidants, it actually sits all the way through the cell membrane. That means it protects the cell membrane sort of externally and internally, helping to prevent things like lipid peroxidation. It also further helps give stability to the product so that you don't get oxidized oils. That's very important when it comes to any omega supplement. We, for me, I'm pedantic. I'm paranoid about oxidized oils. You know, even when I'm eating nuts or nut butter, I smell things. If I smell anything that smells slightly rancid, I won't take it. And I'm paranoid about rancid fish oil, for instance, because if you take something that is oxidized, it's potentially going to be more pro-inflammatory in the body than beneficial. And so um, for me, that is why I wanted to develop a, an omega supplement for skin because I want to know what I'm putting into my body because there's all different grades of fish oil and different qualities, to be quite honest with you. So combining extra antioxidants and polyphenols within that supplement not only helps stability, but polyphenols and fish oil together, it actually enhances the efficacy of the product and the absorption of the omegas. There's even very interesting studies on astaxanthin when taken at six milligrams per day, which is what we would include at therapeutic dose, um, to actually help to reduce UV-induced pigmentation in the skin because it's that potent antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. So I'm a big fan of astaxanthin, actually. It's, it, it's incredible. Um, and we combine those ingredients for optimum skin health. And I think it's important, though, to understand the importance of omega-3 and omega-6 working together because sometimes people think, you know, you've got a supplement really high with omega-3 and that can come with side effects, for instance, you know, blood thinning, really decreasing blood pressure, um, lowering or impairing the immune system, impeding the wound healing response. You can get things like upset stomach diarrhea or, you know, some people can find that really high doses of omega-3 can actually cause breakouts and worsen acne. And that, again, if you think about it, Rose, you're putting that ratio of omega-3 and omega-6 out so much. Um, we already know that acne skins may already be lower in omega-6. So you're throwing that ratio out. So I'm a big believer in, you know, nothing mega dosing. You don't need to. And with our supplements, you don't because you've got the additional anti-inflammatory and antioxidant benefits from the other ingredients. So I wanted to make it as safe as possible with without the side effects of, of mega dosing. And, and you really hit the nail on the head when you said you want to know what you're putting into your body, you know, and I feel the same. And I know, I know a lot of my clients are the same as well. You know, we always question quality 
Um, clients often come in and are, are very confused with the amigas. You know, they, they go into a, a pharmacy, for example, and they'll see just shelves full of different amigas and they never really understand anything about quality and what ingredients to combine with what. So, yeah, quality is everything. Um, and I know for myself, when I am working on clients with acne, um, clients going through menopause, um, you know, dry, impaired, inflamed skin, omegas are a non-negotiable. You know, it's one of, it's the first thing that I put clients on and any client that's having a skin needling procedure, morpheus procedure, whether it's face or body, you know, you need the omegas to support the healing of the skin, to support the inflammation, um, to get the skin to bounce back as quickly as possible. It, it's just a non-negotiable. It makes a huge difference. Even with um, pigmentation, you know, because we're supporting the cell membrane and even with the melanocyte cell, if you think about that's got a cell membrane as well. So if that's fragile, you're going to be more prone to pigmentation. So, you know, it's really important that we're we're basically strengthening the cellular membrane and we're enhancing the activity of the cell as well as in letting it work at its optimum because it, it's got all the things that it needs to do that with. So it is so important, and I don't think people understand quite how important. Um, and most people, you know, for some reason in, in the skincare industry in particular, it's thought that it's just omega-3 for the skin, and it's not. It's omega-3 and 6, and they work together. And if you have too high omega-3, you will throw out omega-6 in a negative way for the skin and vice versa. If you have too high omega-6 and too low omega-3, that is when you could potentially um, create more of a pro-inflammatory state because omega-6, particularly the arachnidonic acid omega-6, which we don't have in our, in our supplements, that's predominantly from animal sources. So um, things like meat and dairy. It's a very important nutrient, particularly, you know, in children for brain health and, and um, growing stages. So we need it. Um, and it's not a case of just because you have a little bit of dairy, it's inflammatory. Again, that's sort of a little bit of misinformation. But if we have a diet that is very high in omega-6, and in particular this arachnidonic acid, then if it's not balanced with the omega-3, it is potentially more inflammatory because arachnidonic acid is part of the inflammatory cascade in the body, right? It's needed for inflammation and wound healing. When in balance with omega-3, that's really healthy for us because omega-3 puts the brakes on and it doesn't go pro-inflammatory. But if omega-3 isn't there to put the brakes on the inflammatory process, it's unimpeded and, you know, it, it could be more inflammatory. There are um, some studies to suggest that when we have high levels circulating in the blood of arachnidonic acid, that is potentially pro-inflammatory. However, we don't know if that's due to just eating a diet high in arachnidonic acid or whether that may be, you know, more to do with a, a genetic thing where somebody can't control it properly, you know, and is it because they haven't got enough omega-3, you know, that's not quite clear yet. Um, but what we do know is getting, you know, higher omega-3 in the diet, less pro-inflammatory foods in general, and getting the good quality omega-6 without all the ultra-processed foods, that's the best way to go. 
Yeah, and I know um, omegas definitely impact um, blood clotting. So for clients that are having treatments that do initiate a wound response, we are, you know, having some pinpoint bleeding going on. Um, obviously, telling the clients to not have omegas for a few days before, is that something that you would recommend? Yes, and it's interesting because the studies sort of vary on this now. It used to be thought mm. you know, prior to any kind of treatment or surgery to stop fish oil. Some yes. now say that it doesn't make a huge difference, um, but the general advice is, it's especially prior to surgery, for instance, you would stop just to be on the safe side for a couple of weeks prior. Um, that's the general consensus. With something like skin needling, again, a few days prior, five days really, um, would be advisable. But it also does depend on the dose because the higher you go with the omegas, the more likely you are to get thinning of the blood. Um, but just as a general precaution, it is advisable, yes. Mm, I had a client that actually um, she thought taking more would be more beneficial for her. So she was starting to overdose on the omegas and she started to actually feel physically ill. You know, she couldn't work out why she was feeling so not so well. Um, her skin started breaking out as well. So that's a really good point. I think, you know, just really following the recommended dose is very important. I always say follow the recommended dose on, you know, what that manufacturer recommends, you know, what it's been designed for, what that manufacturer recommends. And whenever you high dose something, you know, with a vitamin tablet, there's going to be an adverse side effect because you're knocking out other biochemical pathways in the body. It's kind of common sense, but most people sort of think about that with medication, but they don't think about that with a vitamin supplement. Um, there's plenty of studies to show that, you know, but, and that's maybe even another podcast we can do about, you know, what happens when you take high dose supplements, it can knock out other mm. vitamins and minerals in the body. And people don't, realize that so you know even if you megadose vitamin c you can affect your b12 levels people don't realize that so um i think it's very important because there does seem to be this trend of pill popping you know that all these companies are bringing out these vitamin supplements quite often the people bringing out these vitamin supplements have no nutrition background um they're sort of jumping on the the health bandwagon and do we really know what's in those supplements? You know, all the added excipients and, you know, there's different quality, <clears throat> excuse me, nutrients, right? So some ingredients are way more expensive than others. So if someone's just wanting to make a quick buck, they're going to put the cheapest ingredients in. Um, and I'm, again, paranoid about all of that stuff. You know, for me, I'm meticulous about quality. Um, I meticulously research it's so important to know what you're putting in your, your body. And my view is food first and foremost, you know, eat a whole food, healthy diet, minimize supplements as much as you possibly can. You shouldn't actually need them if you're getting a healthy diet. However, we know most people aren't getting enough oily fish. We know most people aren't getting enough plant foods. <clears throat> and so for me, it's about supporting with whole foods if necessary um, and omegas, we know, have such a profound effect on health and well-being in the skin. Most people do need to supplement, but could you get enough through your diet? Yes, of course you could if you were diligent. 
but we live in a, a lifestyle where a lot of people aren't. Saying that though, you cannot just supplement and not have a healthy diet, right? Because if you are just taking omegas and you're eating a diet high in ultra processed food, you're still needing um, your other nutrients that you may not be getting. So yes, supplements can help in that regard and vitamin pills can help if there's a nutritional deficiency. But as I've always said, you don't get the same nutrients from a supplement that you would from a whole food. And that's why we say our omegas, we've also added the astaxanthin that would naturally be present in the, the salmon or the oily fish. Um, we've added the polyphenols that you would get in a whole food diet to help the absorption. Because if you just take one thing in isolation in a mega dose, it will not have the same effect as you would be getting in a whole food diet. It's kind of common sense, but we're just not catching up with it yet. <laughs> People just go, oh, yeah. take a pill, and it will not have the same effect as getting a well-balanced, healthy diet. That's a really good point because you can't expect miracles if you're going to go home and go and eat McDonald's or junk food or have high amounts of alcohol, even though you're taking the Omega supplement, you know, comes back down to common sense, right? You know, you're going to end up taking two steps forward and one step backwards with your skin treatments. Um, you're not going to get the results. You're not going to get the wound healing. Uh, in clinic here, I deal with a lot of inflammatory skin conditions, you know, whether it is melasma or pigmentation or acne, um, general aging, you know, all of those conditions are a form of inflammation at the end of the day, you know. So if you want to reduce inflammation in the skin, it is a reflection of what's going on internally. We do need to look at this holistically. We need to look at this integratively and we need internal support, but you also need to look at your diet. And that's what you're all about, which is what I love. It's educating clients on what we need to eat to support our internal health so we can get the results that we want with our skin. You know, it's just, it's a non-negotiable. I'm all about natural health foods first. And anything that I will make will be as close to nature as I can make it. Um, obviously it isn't you know, food, well, it is food, but it's as close to it as we could get. But my advice is always, you know, if you can eat your greens, eat your greens, but most people don't eat enough. And that's where, you know, I come in, if you like, and that's why I developed the, the Vitasol products. But I'm definitely not about just taking vitamin supplements and pills at, at mega doses because they can have, um, side effects and they do have side effects they can knock out other nutrients they can um, down regulate your cell's own ability for that for your own natural cellular defenses again common sense but people don't think about this so um yeah definitely it's about education and being aware of what an ultra processed food is because most people think you know many health foods that are ultra processed actually aren't health foods they're ultra processed foods in disguise as a health food and they still got all the sugars and the refined carbohydrates in there. Um, so it is important to understand diet and it's not complicated, but I think so much on social media is confusing people and scaring people and it, it's just coming back to basics and that's what I'm all about. 
Yeah, it just comes back down to getting the right information um, and, and trusting the brand that, that you are using. You know, the quality is everything. You know, I also find, um, you know, clients that are under huge, amount, uh, under huge amounts of stress, you know, adrenal fatigue, um, elevated cortisol, would that impact the absorption of the omegas in the body? You know, would that have an impact on how we utilise the supplement? Whenever we're under stress, usually what will happen is we will uptake or need our requirements for certain nutrients in the body, particularly things like vitamin C and your B vitamins and magnesium. Now, vitamin um, B, particularly B6, magnesium, and even vitamin C, they're all required for the enzymes that are utilized to convert Omegas. So from your linoleic um, or linolenic to your more active forms of omegas. And so if we're not getting enough nutrients, that conversion is slowed down and it's already quite an inadequate conversion. So absolutely stress, even genetic. Some people are genetically prone not to process omegas or you'd be able to utilize them as effectively. Same with quite a few vitamins, actually. So what we eat, our stress levels will have a, a big impact. And even um, medication will have an impact on certain nutrients as well. So all of that needs to be taken into consideration. So if you're eating oily fish, you know, three times a week, but then the rest of your diet isn't good, we might not, again, still be getting enough omegas because also it depends on the quality of that fish. You know, if it's farmed fish that is not getting the algae that normally those fish would be eating to get the omegas, then there may not be such a high amount of omega in the fish to start with. That's a whole other topic of debate. Um, mm. And that is why, no, I'm not a big fan of farm fish and I don't use farm fish with the fish oil because we use wild fish because I'm all about sort of trying to get as naturally and as close to nature as possible. Yeah, I look, I've seen a huge difference in my clients in taking your products. Um, and, you know, quality is everything, you know, and that comes back down to everything I do in clinic. I look for quality in everything. So I know that when I'm recommending something, I know it's going to do that client a lot of good. Um, I do have a, a lot of clients on medication for various reasons, you know, um, that they're taking. So that's a really good piece of information to let clients know that sometimes, you know, when you are on medication, it does alter the way the body functions, as we know, but it's also going to alter the way that our body absorbs supplements too. That's a really good point. Mm, maybe we should do a whole separate podcast on that. That's I think we should. Maybe we should. This has turned out into a great advert for Vitasol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you know how much I love your products. Um, but, you know, because I'm all about, you know, supporting skin from the inside out, for me, I just want to get results for clients. So I look for everything that I can do to give them those results with their skin treatments. And, and Amigas, I honestly can't talk enough about them because I've seen the changes. I Look, I agree. And I can honestly hand on heart say they changed my life. Yeah. They changed my life in the fact that um, I dropped a dress size. Uh, my brain probably doesn't seem like it, but it's a lot clearer. <laughs> 
um, I just felt a lot clearer, sort of not such a fuzzy head, um, clearer in my thinking, less anxiety, depression, just, just everything, more energy, more vitality. My skin felt more sort of that dewy, velvety sort of elasticity yes. back. And I'm the biggest fan of Amigas getting the right Amigas. But, you know, I am i don't want to sort of just make this into a, a Vitasol pushing podcast because I'm such a huge fan as you are as well. But if, if someone is taking Amigas, I think it's important to understand, you know, how to know a good supplement. Um, my recommendation, if you're taking fish oil in particular, or even sort of something like an evening primrose, if you're taking a separate um, omega-6, for instance, some people do for things like hormones and, and skin conditions. I recommend taking it in a capsule form because then it is sealed and it's not getting air and oxygen in, which can cause sort of rancidity, rancidity and oxidation. When you've got the liquid, when you're taking the top off every time, it's going to be getting oxygen in there and it's going to be more prone to oxidation. So just be aware of that. Um, and if you are taking liquid, make sure it's stored in the fridge, make sure it's stored correctly and consume it within um, a short period of time. You don't want to be sort of hanging around for six months once it's been opened. The other thing to be aware of as well is that, and this is probably the, the biggest thing, if you're taking a fish oil and you're getting heartburn after it, um, that is a sign that you've got a poor quality rancid oil, basically. It's the same with nuts. It's the same with things like nut butters. If you're eating things and you're like, oh, I'm getting a bit of sort of almost like an acid reflux heartburn, that's a sign of a, a poor quality oil. That's not the same as maybe you get the odd fishy burp. Um, that can happen, um, especially if you take fish oil on, say, an empty stomach. And ideally, you want to be taking it with food to prevent that from happening. But if you're actually getting sort of heartburn and reflux, that usually is your sign that you've got a poorer quality oil. And that shouldn't happen with a higher quality supplement. Yeah, I have had some clients come through saying that, um, oh, I can't take fish oil, I get heartburn or I get it repeats on me, but it just comes back down to the quality, doesn't it? Mm. There's a lot of awareness with pregnancy now too, which I think is great. You know, omegas are important in pregnancy. Um, you know, I think that's a really good thing to take into account. <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> that, was, that was a dog, not Dave. <laughs> oh. He's going to kill me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dave. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I'm like a dog. <laughs> I, get, I get confused between the two myself. Oh, my God. You're in a dog house tonight, Fiona. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, um, funny. Oh, my God. Pregnancy. Pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> Oh, look, um, actually, I was reading something the other day saying that most pregnancy supplements don't contain enough omegas. Um, now, if someone is pregnant, and this isn't my area of speciality, but if someone is pregnant, that's when I do, or is looking to get pregnant, I do recommend that they do see a dietitian that really um, has a special interest or focus in that area. 
so that they can talk to them about diet. They can talk to them about pregnancy supplements um, because when it comes to pregnancy, there are pregnancy supplements. So making sure you're getting the right nutrients because things like choline, for instance, are really important. Omegas are really important because they're important for the development of the baby, particularly brain um, and all your cellular membranes as well. So you need to be getting enough. And if you're not getting enough, and this is when in pregnancy you would need a pregnancy omega supplement more than likely, but speak to an expert in that area. Um, if you're not getting enough, then that's automatically, those nutrients are going to be taken from the mother and they will go to the baby. And, you know, my personal theory is post-childbirth. Um, quite often women, you know, do complain of baby brain depression. And that's because quite often I believe they're deficient in omegas, you know, the babe, and you think about breastfeeding as well, how many nutrients that will require and suck out of the mother. Um, if you're not eating properly, if you're not getting enough nutrients, and this is when you may need to extra supplement, um, it is important because otherwise it's the mother that's going to be depleted and it's going to be seen in, you know, energy levels, brain health, foggy thinking, anxiety, depression, um, when we're not getting enough nutrients, when the brain, you know, the brain needs particularly um, omega-3, so important. Um, also omega-6. So omega-3 and omega-6 are really important, particularly pregnancy, post-pregnancy. So it can really affect us in a negative way if we're not getting enough because the baby will just suck all the nutrients. Like That's a so parasite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, literally. Yeah. Um, and that is so true because in pregnancy, skin changes quite significantly as well. It can become very temperamental. Skin barrier changes. More so if we're not getting enough of those omegas, the skin can go into a real state of inflammation. You know, I've seen clients develop acne in pregnancy. They've never had acne before. Pigmentation ex escalates. It becomes very reactive, very sensitive. So it just makes, makes sense, doesn't it? It's common sense to continue taking them. Yeah, it'll support the skin right throughout pregnancy. Um, and, I, and in breastfeeding, the baby's literally sucking the life out of you. <laughs> I can say that from experience. <laughs> I have been, and also, you know, with the breakouts in pregnancy, again, you know, you think about all those hormonal surges mm -hmm. as well. And I'm always quite curious to see if it's going to be a boy when there's there's extra breakouts in the skin. Yeah, there's, there's a few myths about that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it tends to be a myth that some doctors say if there is acne in the skin, they're going to end up with a boy. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a myth out there, but sometimes I have actually, oh, actually that's kind of, you know, I have seen that as well. So um, it is quite interesting, but definitely it's a hormonal surges that that can do that. For sure. Mm. Good podcast. Good podcast. So I think the takeaways, there are all different types of omegas. You've got omega-3 and omega-6 that are your sort of most important because you have to get those through the diet. Omega-7, omega-9 are great omegas, but we can manufacture those and they're, they're quite anti-inflammatory um, as well. Omega-3 and omega-6 work together. So we've got to get the enough omega-3 and the good quality omega-6. Um, if you're not getting oily fish two to three times a week, you might want to consider an omega-3 supplement. Um, and we also need to make sure that we're reducing those ultra processed foods um, and even things like cooking with plant oils, because that could damage those delicate omega 
six and look at things like cooking with extra virgin olive oil because um, that tends to be the healthiest oil for cooking and make sure we're increasing things like nuts, seeds, avocados to get your good quality omegas, both three and six, and then moderate that consumption of dairy and animal products. And I'm not saying don't have them. I'm just saying if that's all you're having and you're not getting the plant foods, it's out of balance. So we need to get those plant foods up. And at the end of the day, ratio and balance is everything. Yeah, I think clients are going to have a lot more clarity around this after today. Thank you. And Dave, you do not sound like a dog. I am so sorry. (laughs) He won't mind. He won't mind, Rose. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.